Ooh, do you feel that chilly, brisk wind entering into your bones? No, that is not the encroaching wrap of winter. It is a cold open for today's episode of Locked on Raptors. Sean Woodley here. How's it going? Uh, I just wanted to jump on before we get to the mailbag episode with Vivek and Katie from today with an update about the Louisville situation. Uh, Since last we recorded and since we recorded the mailbag yesterday afternoon, the Louisville uh, possibility for the Raptors seems to have been scrapped and that is because the Raptors uh, stand for the right things and continue to be a very, very good and uh, encouraging organization to support. They, the players themselves, apparently per report, uh, said that they don't want to play in Louisville because of the way they botched the Breonna Taylor murder and investigation and uh, lack of charges for the officers there. And frankly, that is a good thing. And I'm happy the Raptors don't have to go and play in Louisville. And I'm happy they exercise their power to say they're not doing that. And frankly, I hope Louisville's mismanagement of the Breonna Taylor situation and their blatant disregard for her life and they're just whacked out priorities. I hope that continues to foil their plans for expansion because they don't deserve a team if they can't they can't uh, offer basic safety and human rights to black people in that city. So uh, that is it for that. Just wanted to bring that update, considering that was the topic of yesterday's podcast. And I uh, hope you enjoy this one. Of course, we will be back again next week as well, continuing daily fun and uh, week of podcasts we got on the horizon. We are going to have Robel, our pal, back to talk about the draft. Can't wait to have Robel back on. Dens from the OBGMs, a wonderful, wonderful band who have an album dropping next week, is going to drop by as well. And I think we're probably going to do a multi-part episode wherein we're going to relocate every American NBA team to Canada because Canada seems like the place that the NBA should be played next season. So we'll do a little fun exercise with that. It should be a good one and hope everybody has a wonderful weekend. We'll talk to you again next week, but not before you get to this wonderful mailbag podcast with Vivek and Katie. Enjoy. Oh, because when I shot, I expected to make it. So I don't shoot kind of miss. You are Locked On Raptors, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, what's going on? Welcome to episode number 810 of Locked On Raptors for Friday, October the 23rd. I'm your host, Sean Woodley of RaptorsHQ.com. You can find me on Twitter as always at WoodleySean. Find the show at Locked On Raptors. You can find links to every single episode of the podcast. And of course, please make sure you're checking out the entirety of the Locked On Podcast Network. Of course, we got all of the sports covered for you. If you're a football fan, we've got all of the matchups in week seven six whatever week it is in the nfl we've got the matchups covered for you and all the local shows uh baseball wise we've got locked on dodgers and locked on rays covering the world series wonderfully well as well so go and check those out for the scoop on what is a very very good baseball series that i'm sure one of today's guests is definitely watching uh on that note let's get to today's show on today's show we are doing a mailbag we got a bunch of uh we didn't get a ton of questions but we got some meaty questions that we'll dive into over the course of the next three segments questions about some former raptors who went on to glory uh about a certain big man on the market who maybe the raptors could potentially pursue 
Nick Nurse and his uh, forthcoming EP. All of that stuff will be covered on today's show with our two guests. The first one, noted baseball lover, noted person whose birthday it is on the day we are recording this podcast. You're hearing it a day after. It is Katie Heindel. Katie, happy birthday. Thanks, man. Um, love a baseball, baseball birthday. <laughs> Thank you. And talking to you so much on my birthday. Wow. Yeah, the trifecta. <laughs> so, so sorry having to talk to me uh, on two different podcasts today. I tried to make it so that it didn't have to be the way you spent your birthday, but. Uh, baseball came up both times. It but did. That's okay did go listen to a basketball it's very good uh the other guest on today's show uh completing the uh triumvirate that we've done a few of these mailbags with since the start of the quarantine times is our pal from the the, uh brand new manchester united podcast red couch manx and uh all over the place complex all that stuff it's vivek jacob what's going on pal hey nothing much thank you for the plug uh, much appreciated. Yeah, dude. As we're trying I hate to get... Man, Man United, but I'm happy to plug your stuff. <laughs> you hate Man United, but you love uh, the Tottenham Hotspur. I do. And I do. I've been watching the All or Nothing documentary that is on Amazon Prime. And I have an important question for you. Okay. Fire their away. Content. Uh-huh. Can I answer uh, it too? Absolutely. This is, this is, this is for both of you. Uh, <laughs> And again, extremely happy birthday to you, Katie. So oh, thank you. Thank you. you. Vivek already wished me a happy birthday, I got to say, before we started recording. Yes, yes. I just wanted it on the record as well. I know. Before, yeah. I've already people... wished Katie a happy birthday like four times today on different I mean, keep it coming. So, yeah. I don't mind. <laughs> <laughs> I just, before people stir up some kind of controversy on exactly. the Twitter verse, like, Vivek didn't wish her? <laughs> Madness. Um, but yeah, this episode, so, by the way, sorry to cut you off before we get to Tottenham talk. Uh, this episode <laughs> is as close chronologically in terms of order of episodes to Katie's birthday as it is to mine as well. So I'll accept happy birthdays as well. Uh, no, let's we'll hold on that. Yeah, we'll hold on that. No, no problem. Okay, uh, go ahead. Back. <laughs> I'll talk to you next week, Sean. We yeah, you will. <laughs> will you talk to me on Monday, though? The actual day. Mm, move into I'll find Scorpio a way. season. I'll find a way too. I'm a Scorpio. I'll slither my way in there. Uh, hey, I'm a Scorpio too. Hell yeah! The what good sign? <laughs> <laughs> now Katie is trapped. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, to Tottenham talk. Yeah. So, <laughs> Deli Ali, midfielder for the Spurs, uh-huh. was lying on the treatment table and asked a very important question. To his teammates as he was getting treatment okay and it was how do you brush your teeth do you sort of rinse your mouth first and then put the paste on the brush and then brush do you rinse the paste on the brush and then just go in or is it no rinsing at all what, what are the options here okay huh. So my process is I will put toothpaste onto the brush. I will run it under the tap to moisten the toothpaste and the brush to allow for a, just like a better mouthfeel, I guess. Mm. I will brush and then I will floss afterwards and then I will do a mouthwash to get all the, the rest of the stuff out there. And when I say floss afterwards, I mean uh, sometimes I remember to floss, but if my dentist asks, I, I floss every day, of course. Duh. <laughs> what about you katie uh i got a electric toothbrush not too long ago mm-hmm. 
also a suggestion of my dentist. Um, so I, I slap the, um, I pick it up out of the stand. I slap the top on, I run it underwater first, and then I put toothpaste on, mm-hmm. uh, and then I'm just brushing. I, it's got a timer. So it goes for two minutes, mm. kind of zone out. It like hums around kind of in my skull. It's a weird feeling. I'm still getting <laughs> used to, um, I, I, also floss as much as I should. I feel like I'm flossing maybe four or five times a week. Um, but usually I floss before I brush. Mm, interesting. That's yeah. weird because it feels like you're just going to brush all that stuff back into your no, teeth. Well, my yeah. hygienist told me, suggested like floss before you brush, because then once you brush, people are less inclined to floss because they feel like their teeth are clean. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. But after I floss, I rinse my mouth out and then I'll mm. brush my teeth. Um, okay. And then I rinse my mouth out after I brush my teeth as well. Gotcha. Oh, I'm glad yeah. we started this podcast with a oral hygiene seminar. Uh, I mean, I, I, thought, I thought this was peak Sean content. <laughs> oh, it, it, it definitely works. I thought uh, it was going to be like Deli Alley asking some sort of Raptors related question, well, but this first- works too. What about you, Vivek? And then how also does this, how did this man reveal that he brushed? So first off, he made clear to completely embarrass whoever said no rinsing. It was just paste straight away. Um, And I thought that was a job well done because I think whoever does that is a crazy person. And so for me, it's rinse first. Um... Then I actually rinse my brush and I do a brush without any paste. Hmm. And then I apply the paste, obviously rinse a bit of that, uh, put some water on that paste and then I brush. And then I floss again, not consistently, not as consistently as my dentist would like. (laughs) And they're very condescending about it, of course, too. (laughs) <laughs> you're not my mom what are you saying to me right now i will floss when i choose and then i rinse my mouth and that's the end of that but yeah i, I have an electric toothbrush as well and hmm. um so yeah i try to keep the whole two minutes thing going and i've kind of gotten into the hot uh into the habit of trying to knock off like five minutes of a podcast while i'm at it so that way i don't feel like i just want to get out out of there <laughs> <laughs> well, I certainly hope that podcast is either locked on Raptors or uh, basketball. Sometimes it's else. just me listening to myself on Red Couch Max. Hey, that's also <laughs> a good strategy. Self-improvement, quality control. It works. I'm just whatever it takes to get those listens up right now, man. Hey, man, I feel you there for sure. Um, <laughs> well, that was a, a first segment. Uh, uh, we're going to dive into the mailbag. Uh, as I alluded to, some very good questions came in from the listeners. We'll get into those on the other side. But uh, first, I want to tell you all about Built Go, which, you know, after you brushed your teeth and started your day, you're going to go out into the world. And at some point during the day, you're likely to hit a wall, whether it's physical or mental, you're sleepy, you didn't sleep well the night before, you had a hard morning, a stressful morning, and it gets to two o'clock and you're just like, oh my God, I am going to fall asleep on my desk. Well, guess what? Go is here for you to help break through that wall every single day. It's easy to take in 1.5 ounce packages. You can put it in your briefcase. If you're going to the office, if you're going golfing, you can put it in your bag for the back nine, or you can put it in your pocket to get through the rest of the day. 
Bilco is the best workout gel on the market right now. It's five-hour energy without the same crash feeling, plus it's natural, so it's better for the body. It's like drinking a monster drink with a third of the caffeine and better results. And they have three delicious flavors to choose from right now in peanut butter, honey, chocolate, coconut, and chocolate mint. And how, you may be asking, does Bilco work so well? Well, Bilco combines energy gel with collagen protein. Collagen protein is fast-absorbing, so it gets into your system fast, plus it's easy on your stomach. And Bilco is loaded with the good stuff to ignite your work. Beta Al B3, honey, and a kick of caffeine. And then it kicks to keep you going strong as well with 10,000% of your daily percentage of B6 and B12 vitamins. Collagen promotes joint, soft tissue, hair, and skin health as well. So this stuff literally makes you look and feel better. Go visit builtgo.com right now and use the promo code LOCKED to get 20% off of your next order. Use promo code LOCKED for 20% off at builtgo.com. Let's go. All right, Katie, Vivek, let's dive into what we are here to do, which is the mailbag questions from the beautiful listeners who have sent them in. We've got some good ones to get to right now as I pull up the thing on my Twitter because I lost the page because I'm very bad at clicking around on tabs while doing a mailbag podcast. All right. First question here. This one comes from uh, at six dog. This is a two part question. Since Nick Nurse is a blossoming rock star, what would be the title and genre of his hypothetical EP? Also, if he could feature one raptor, past or present, on a song, which one would it be? Let's assume they're musically inclined. Uh, Katie, I will throw this one to you first. What would be the genre and hypothetical title of Nick Nurse's EP? We did this before. Did we? Yeah. Look, there's a lot of questions <laughs> that come in. I feel like we did, because didn't we say it would be kind of like talking heads this or did was that when we no, were talking about that was like the on whole... a basketball that was a totally different thing katie no that this was a question we got really? a question like this about what yeah like but i think it was like nick nurse's band with the raptors oh. but so this is nick nurse's solo project yes this am is am i yes. to mm-hmm. um you know honestly it's probably not going to be something i would want to listen to yeah, so yeah. i'm gonna say it's probably <sighs> Um, you know, I'm leaning towards like Radiohead. (laughs) (laughs) He's just playing all the different instruments on his own. Yeah. Yeah. But that, no, you know what? To be fair, that might be like a couple albums down the road. You know, when he's like, I'm going to get experimental now. Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. I feel like off the bat, it'll just be some type of folky. Yeah, I'm wondering if maybe he sort of follows the Sturgill Simpson bluegrass album, uh, you know, kind of motif. And I mean, I feel like this is obvious and I'll throw it to you, Vivek, for your answer, too. But I, I feel like he's calling it box in one. Probably he's got sweaters with that on it that he's selling already. It just don't seems box like me good. Out. don't box it's gonna be called me out. Don't box me out. And it'll be a sad It'll be a lot of love songs. <laughs> love songs about uh, coaching basketball in England. Vivek, what is your answer to this question? I mean, I guess the genre would just be the same genre as the Arkells. So alternative. <laughs> no rock, one can I say guess. what genre that is, honestly. <laughs> this is the thing I struggle with the most about that band. <laughs> no one knows what genre they are. They don't even know. It changes from album to album. Ah. I mean, Nick Nurse is a chameleon. I guess they, I guess they fall under alternative rock. I don't know, uh, but in terms of the album name, I think you've got that down pat, Sean. 
maybe maybe something to do with nomads as well just because he's been all over the place mm-hmm. so like nomad runs something about corn like the the um, iowa corn yeah i like just something about corn as the name <laughs> <laughs> that works <sighs> Uh, and then in terms of a uh, Raptors player past or present, he could feature on a song. Mm-hmm. Which one would you choose? Vivek, I'll throw this one to you first. Past or present that he would throw on a song. I mean, just to funk it up, I'm going to say Master P. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's got, he, he, he has a relationship with DeMar. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure DeMar can sort of put in a good word for him. Damar might want his own feature on there too, which uh, I'm sure Nick will be more than happy to work in. So yeah, Master, Master P, P is my choice. He played preseason or summer league for the Raptors, or both. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say it was summer league. Yeah, I Although don't. Was know. there preseason in the late summer league in the late '90s? I'm not sure if that was a thing yet. Oh, that's fair. That's fair. Maybe it was preseason. Yeah, it was, I think it, it was, was a, no, it rings a bell. I think it was preseason. Shout out to Master P. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's an acceptable answer either way. Katie, what is your choice here? Um, Chris Bosch, because I know he's learning to play the guitar. <laughs> mm. He's also got a very deep and soulful voice as well. He does. I feel like I he feel could like do they... some good harmonies with, uh, yeah, yeah. with Nurse. I, yeah. I feel like he would be in line with whatever kind of strange album nurse yeah. is putting out he's from texas he's got the cowboy vibe we yeah. saw that with that all-star mm-hmm. ad yeah mm-hmm. they'd work something together master p preseason uh eight <laughs> points he scored oh beautiful so <laughs> so someone write a feature on that one of you two write to write a feature on that be good. <laughs> we'll get um, right on it <laughs> i could see uh yeah you mentioned the texas iowa connection the song that chris bosch features on is called cattle corn Cattle corn. Uh. It'd just be called Texas Iowa connection. <laughs> also, would work totally well. Uh, my answer to this, uh, and just because I've been thinking about it today, because Denver decided to call their arena the Ball Arena, I think we just have uh, like ad libs, like uh, like Quavo style ad libs from Hato uh, Turkaloo, just saying "ball" after lines. Um, mm. Yeah, I think that would work. Uh, man, I, I'm. Anytime I think Armstrong about and Hito should do a Christmas jingle together. Ooh, they should. They should. I mean, Jack's got the history with the Christmas stuff. Yeah, exactly. No stranger. Um, the only reporting I think I've ever done. <laughs> getting the story behind that thing. Um, anyway, uh, let's go to the next question here. Great question from Six Dog. Next question. Uh, let's go with a basketball question to balance this out a little bit. This one comes from a tool. He asks... Is Christian Wood a good fit for the Raptors? Shoots the three well, rebounds for well for his thin frame, solid threat at the rim, only 25, good interior defense. These are all of the virtues that Atul is extolling about Christian Wood. Uh, Katie, Christian Wood, Raptors, what do you think? Sure. <laughs> I feel like I always have a soft spot for um, players that come from the Pistons and like maybe mm-hmm. – weren't necessarily the greatest one Stanley Johnson, um, Craig Monroe, you know, like, yep. I feel like they always seem to get 
I mean, I've been actually, I've struck out a couple times in recent memory, but they usually can kind of fit, find a fit with Toronto and get more time on the floor, get more attention, just like, I don't know, figure out a way with, to make their, their, I was going to say their lives work, but that seems mean, um, to make it work. <laughs> uh, sure. But the more important thing is I need to just quickly Google Christian Wood smile. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you don't sound enthused. A shy. He's just kind of shy. <laughs> I don't hate it. Christian Wood smile. Sure. Oh, there's a very fun one. It's sort of a graphic image of him with the Motor City jersey on, where he looks a little more uh, almost uh, mischievous, but in a good way. Oh, we got him here flashing a peace sign beside Zion. I, I like his closed I like mouth that. smile. That's my it's go-to very... in photos as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's got a very strong closed mouth smile. <laughs> I think right next to the Zion picture, I think is good. Although sometimes his eyes flare up when he does the the wide teeth smile, and it's a little bit jarring. But you yeah. can't help what your face does when you smile. No, I agree. It's it's overall a good smile. I think uh, a wrapped. I'm a closed mouth smile. smile guy, so I respect it. Mm-hmm. I find I have to be a closed mouth smile guy. Uh, you know, on account of me not flossing all that much. No, um, it's because <laughs> it's uh, it's like fat management. I have a large chin most of the time. I've grown a beard to help cover it up, but also I find a closed mouth smile uh, limits the double chin element when it comes to pictures and stuff like that. So um, I, I know I should just embrace my double chins, but I'm self-conscious about it. So anyway, um, <laughs> I like Christian Wood. He's good. I think he's probably going to make more money than the Raptors can afford to pay him, but you could do worse mm-hmm. as like a backup center behind Serge Ibaka. Uh, it also would be good for Christian Wood because he would not have to guard Pascal Siakam anymore, which we know uh, did not go terribly well in the Raptors matchups with the Pistons last year. Vivek, what say you on Christian Wood as a target for the Raptors? I think he's a good player. I think he'd be a good fit. He addresses some needs that the Raptors have, especially with the center position being in question right now. We don't know what's going to happen with Serge. We don't know what's going to happen with Mark. But I think the biggest issue is the fact that he's made, I think, close to $5 million in his first five years. So he'll be looking for a big payday. I don't think he'll want uh, he'll he'll even entertain a short-term contract so is he the type of player that's worth sacrificing cap space for Mm -hmm. 2021 and so for me the answer is no to that question so yeah good player i just uh in terms of the way the cap is going to look for 2021 i don't think he's someone that i would keep in mind I, i i think the odds are the raptors keep one of Surge or Mark, and then maybe you address the backup center with, uh, you know, a one-year mid-level, yeah, for whoever (laughs) ends up being. Or if you get a, uh, you know, get someone on a veterans min for a year, maybe that's another route that they take. Mm -hmm. Terry Giles, man, Terry Giles. So I I mean, Wood and his smile. Yeah, Uh, it does feel like his smile is going to get large because he really does feel as though, uh, like he's a. the Knicks pay him $17 million a year ass player. Um, which would be good for Christian Wood. I hope that happens. I guess the Pistons could also pay him as well, but maybe they have uh, their eyes on Fred Van Vliet and others that they would rather spend their 
enormous wad of cash on either way good question there on christian Wood. we got a couple more questions to come including one that got in under the bell from our pal freddie revis about uh strange things in the homes of various toronto raptors so we'll get to that as well as a couple more questions on the other side. But first, I want to tell everybody about Locked on MLB. Great podcast. Uh, Paul Sullivan does a wonderful job. Call him Sully. Does a wonderful job covering the MLB on that podcast. Really thoughtful. Does some great deep dives on history and things like that, in addition to covering the games as they play out. So go check out Locked on MLB to uh, get you through the World Series, which is now almost over as you're listening to this, most likely. All right, let's finish this thing off. We've got a couple more mailbag questions here to get to. Let's get to the one that just came into the bell from Freddie Revis. He asks, in an open gym episode, Patrick Patterson once showcased a Raptors skull in his coffee table. It was weird. What current Raptors have weird things in their homes, and what are they? Katie, I'll throw this one to you first. Mm, like, what do I know is in their homes? I don't know. Well, no, like, know. what do you imagine would be weird <laughs> in their homes? <laughs> okay. Um, Norm probably has a lot of weird stuff for his dogs. I can say this as like a dog owner who's constantly just like, what is this thing? You just accumulate a lot of stuff. He also has like two small, cuter dogs. And I feel like the dog market is just completely geared toward dogs like that. I bet he's got a lot of outfits, um, like mismatched booties, uh, jackets, sweaters, weird little toys, um, but what I would be more interested to know is, is if he's organized with that kind of stuff. Like, does mm. he have like different little crates, little baskets, you know, going, are they like a, some type of knit basket, We're talking a wicker basket, is he going utilitarian Tupperware labeled? I don't know, but that's my guess for Norm. That's you can guess. Yeah. I'm going to think imagine... more about other guys. I would imagine he's probably pretty clean. He keeps that fade pretty tight. He, mm -hmm. you know, is a very well put together man. I feel like he's probably maybe even a little bit sort of overly obsessive about the cleanliness and the order of his many, many dog accessories. Uh, Vivek, do you have an answer for this question? Yes. My answer is Rondé Hollis Jefferson mm -hmm. purely because if I'm not mistaken, I believe he moved into Danny Green's uh place mm -hmm. and i'm assuming there's like some weird snake remnant remnants <laughs> left all over snake. the place maybe yeah. even a snake mm. and so you know i don't i don't know what that situation is like for ronde but uh yeah that's, that's gonna be my guess danny last year would have taken this home in a landslide with his two snakes snakes uh, aren't weird Get the stigma against snakes out of here. <laughs> Maybe not, but snake people usually are. Hey, yes. my brother is a snake people. Uh, he's a very good snake people. He, he, it's like his job to be a snake person. He's not. Well, he's kind of weird, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, also snake people would probably admit it and be like, yeah, like, I think you have to own that. Yeah, you know? that's fair. That's when Danny explained it, it made more sense for an NBA player to own a snake just because he was like, they're about as low maintenance as you get. Yeah. They you know, eat like you, once you a month. Them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that type of thing. But especially yeah. a snake of the size of Danny Green's. Like that, yeah, you give that one, you know, pretty amply sized rabbit a month. That's uh it's doing all right. He had to get he had to get rid of his other snake though, John Snow. Oh no. Cause uh John Snow, I believe, was um 
because I forget what he was saying, but uh, the snake didn't have good vision. And so oh, okay. when, when, when they don't have good vision, they're a lot more defensive. And so oh, okay. yeah. it was just uh, a little too wild. And so yeah. Danny was I, like, you know what? I need, <laughs> I, need, I need these fingers. My dad once had a, 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 a python that he wasn't supposed to have, and it once escaped his apartment, and he never found it, which uh, sounds terrifying. Uh, R.I.P. Stan- Stanley. Uh, <laughs> and I believe Stanley, too, uh, met a demise as well that I won't talk about on air. Cause, uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> I'll tell All you. All right. Yeah. Um, either way, <laughs> I think my answer to this one is... Um, I could see like Pascal Siakam from his first ever like big time endorsement having like a fossilized champ witch just like sitting on the counter somewhere. Just like it's been there for a very, very long time. He hasn't touched it and it's gotten past the point of being like moldy and gross to where it's just kind of like solid and uh, just just existing. I don't know. Is that gross? Probably. Uh, mm. <laughs> it's like, just like a memento of his very first uh, big time endorsement with Jif and Smuckers. Um, that's not a good, not as good an answer of uh, creepy snake paraphernalia in the case of uh, <laughs> Ronda Hellish Jefferson. But either way, uh, we move on. The next question comes from 40 and Dunking at Midlife Vertical asks With Nate Bjorkman leaving the Raptors to coach the Pacers, who are the top ex Raptors ever? Players or coaches who blossomed once they left the team? So, like the reverse Hakeem Olajuwon, I think is what we're looking at here. People who were. Not so good on the Raptors, then became awesome later on. He supplied some examples. I'm not going to spoil those examples because uh, we want to talk about them naturally on the podcast. Um, uh, Vivek, let's start with you. Who is you? Who goes down as your best ex Raptor of all time? Best ex Raptor of all time. Put the Lord. other way, the guy who you're most upset did not find such success on the Raptors. Huh. I mean. T Mac, that's mm-hmm. the. That, I feel like that's the easy answer. He he would have found success. He just needed to stay, um, and would have been a lot of fun watching him and Vince together. So I mm-hmm. feel like that's the easy answer. Besides that, you know, it, it would have been nice for Bosch to stay, but I, I don't blame him considering what management looked at uh, looked like at the time. So. <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, he, he made the perfectly right decision for himself, but I would have loved to see Chris Bosch stay in Toronto for a while. Katie, do you have an answer for this one? Uh, Tracy McGrady is a good, is a good answer. I think it's a good, like sensible answer. My heart's answer is kind of like PJ Tucker. Mm, that's a good one. Um, though I would argue like he's, I think in his career, like he's so, he, he's like a, he's like a stable guy. Like his role is to be like the stability on court. You know what I mean? And I think like mm-hmm. he is that he still is that in Houston and he got to really like play it up. I think in Toronto, cause they needed that kind of enforcer at that time, but he, I guess has really, I mean, he just has like a bigger spotlight on him now, you know, he's mm-hmm. got like a bigger platform. He's like Harden's right-hand man. He like really seems to relish that role. Um, and he's just like every, I feel like every time I see his, social media he's just like in a bathtub with like shoes or like like filled with shoes the tub (laughs) is i mean or like he's on a boat like topless enjoying himself uh he's just like living a wonderful life Uh, and it seems to have come after the raptors but i 
feel it was kind of inevitable no matter where he went, but I'm mm -hmm. happy for him. But I do wish he could have had that here. Probably less topless on a boat uh, if he stayed here. Yeah, totally fair. Uh, I think my answer, I mean, T-Mac is the obvious easy one. I think because T-Mac never went on to like crazy success and had a lot of injury issues and never got past the second round, I'm a little less bitter about that one than I could have been. Um, one that I, it, it might be a little bit against the spirit of the question because he was objectively better, at least numbers wise with the Raptors, but went on to play for cooler teams and cooler situations after he left is Damon Stoudemire. Like those Blazers teams rule mm. shouts to Sheed shouts to Bonzi Wells. Like they were amazing, super fun, went to, you know, deep into the playoffs and it wasn't the same mighty mouse, like 20 and eight level player that Damon Sotomayor was with the Raptors, but he did get to flourish team wise with those very cool Blazers team and in, in, in the way that he did not get to with the Raptors. So I think that's my answer. Um, would have been cool to see Damon Stoudemire be the point guard of a cool and fun and likable team, which uh, the early Raptors certainly were not. Uh, I like that we were able yeah. to get a, a, a Sheed shout out on Katie's birthday. <laughs> of course, that's all we're that's here to do. Very well done. And, <laughs> and and just, I think on the note of your sort of, you know, what if scenario with Damon Stoudemire, I think it, it would have been cool if, sort of that trade with Vince never goes down and you know there's been some stuff about how Vince sort of changed his mind and wanted to stay and Babcock was kind of hard-headed about saying no okay mm -hmm. we're going done. through with this yeah we must get Aaron and Eric Williams we simply must so you know if, if Vince would have really uh, had a chance to play with Chris Bosch fully invested I think that would have been cool to watch too yeah for sure I think that's uh I mean you get Chris Bosch and Vince playing together, and then you also uh, don't use the eighth pick on Hoffa or Rujo, and instead you take Andre Godala. Then, baby, you're cooking. And you still get the Jalen Rose quotes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Although trading Danielle Marshall, uh, never going to be super. Oh, no, they got Danielle and Jalen in the same yeah. trade. Disregard yeah. that. I'm wrong. Oh, that my God. That could have been a very fun team. That team would have been monstrous. Bosch and Danielle, <laughs> Jalen, Vince, Iguodala playing point. Ah, oof, baby. It's <laughs> good stuff. Uh, you know what's a fun thing, though, I'll just say, is that, mm -hmm. like, it wasn't, like, I'd say it was kind of difficult to come up with this because I feel like the Raptors do the inverse, right? Like, guys yeah. usually have a better career when they come to Toronto. Which mm, is yeah. Very like, nice. Bismack Biombo would be the inverse of this question, right? Like, Well, so yeah, would so many other then... guys. Like, so yeah. many players, right? Who, like, whether you want to say, you know, like someone like Pascal or Fred, like, we don't know because they, they, we saw them kind of, like, do this with the Raptors, but would they have been looked over? Or, like, OG, you know, like, he, mm -hmm. in his draft year, like, probably was going to be looked over because of injury, but, like, you know, the Raptors. Kyle Lowry. Yeah, Kyle's Kyle Lowry, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Like, the kind of perfect example and is now just, like, the most important player in the franchise's history. So I think there's something to be said for that. I feel like that's pretty rare in terms mm -hmm. of like luck of whether you want to call that luck of teams or kind of like the propulsive, like gravity, the team itself like puts on the players that come, come to it. I don't know. It's nice yeah. though. We're lucky. Yeah. It's, it, it's damn good. I, I think it speaks to the place the franchise is in now where there aren't any recent examples of this that yeah. even come to mind even a little bit. It's nice. It's uh, it's, <laughs> things are so much different now than they were back <laughs> in the day, as it turns out. Um, yep. 
that i think is going to be the end of today's podcast uh thank you to all of those who sent in questions sorry if we didn't get to your question just ran out a little bit of time here at the end but we'll shoehorn your questions in on later episodes uh and uh this was lovely katie vivek thanks for coming on vivek do you have anything you want to plug yes please listen to red couch manx it's my manchester united podcast with my buddy carl and we have episodes after every match where we'll be reacting to it and the next one's chelsea on saturday which should be a fun one so definitely look forward to that Uh, on the basketball side of things i will be talking to danny green later today and so um you can look forward to a story on that for complex in the near future besides that happy birthday katie Uh, Katie, anything you want to plug on uh, your birthday, even though this is being heard on October the 23rd? Mm, I just want to, I guess then in that case, I'll plug everyone uh, who extended their warm birthday wishes. Thank you. It was very nice. uh and of course uh, make sure you're checking out dishes and dimes and basketball news and uh, oh, basketball yes. feelings Thanks, and all of the other things that katie <laughs> does oh so well on basketball internet uh you can find me at woodley sean subscribe to your rate and review this podcast wherever you get your podcast it's much appreciated go listen to a uh, basketball my podcast with katie as well we had a new episode that you will have heard or it's up by now by the time you're hearing this go listen to that it was one of our more fun ones episode fun episodes ever and we talked a lot about nick nurse in it so that was good and uh that'll do it thank you so much for tuning in and we will talk to you again on uh, monday my birthday baby with another episode of lockdown raptors 